Hi folks, this is Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Episode 526 to be exact, and this is being released October 11th, 2020. So, thanks for tuning in. Remember, this is a practical show done by a practical guy, and that is me. I keep this whole show rooted in common sense, and what would everyday people think about concealed carrying, training with a handgun, competing with a handgun, stuff like that, concealed carry. So that's my approach. I am not ex-law enforcement. I'm not ex-military. I'm not a, a fancy custom gunsmith or a gun writer for the firearms industry. None of that stuff. Just an everyday dude. I do do a little bit of firearms training on the side, a little bit of self-defense handgun training, and I'll talk a little bit about that later up in later coming on up in this episode. So, remember this show is sponsored by Concealment Solutions, makers of fantastic holsters. I just got a Cobra Zero, which is a straight drop holster uh, for a Glock 43 and Glock 43X. And for Glocks, I like using straight drop holsters. And go back and listen to the last couple of episodes. I explain why I like to use straight drop holsters when I'm carrying Glocks. Other firearms, I like to use a holster with a slight cant if I'm carrying strong side hip. Of course, if I'm appendix carrying, uh, with, and, and that's a straight drop holster, a, a good appendix carry. For appendix carry, Keeper's Concealment makes great holsters as well. But Concealment Solutions does too, and they are a very loyal sponsor. Uh, and so check them out. You get a 10% discount just by using the coupon code HANDGUNWORLD. That tells them you are a listener. Just put in HANDGUNWORLD at checkout, and you get a 10% discount. Please say hi to Jason, the owner of Concealment Solutions, as well. Good people, good stuff, and American-made, excellent, high quality, and he stands behind it all. He'll customize stuff for you, holsters and things like that. Just a, a great company and a great person. Check out concealmentsolutions.com. So this episode is primarily going to be about carrying an extra magazine. And I've done this topic before. But I'm going to, I'm going to revisit it again because a listener called in a really good voicemail. You're going to hear Alan's voicemail coming up pretty soon. And he asked the question. So when he asked the question, I figured this would be a good topic to talk about this week. Carrying an extra magazine. And over at Concealment Solutions, by the way, they sell mag holder magazine carriers, which I'm going to talk about mag holder coming up, and you'll, you'll hear why shortly. So my thoughts on carrying a, an extra magazine, a spare magazine. Let's listen to the voicemail first, and then I'll be right back to discuss it. Hello, Bob. This is Alan Hingley calling from Raleigh, North Carolina. It's been a long time listening to your podcast and really appreciate your practical approach uh, to self-defense and uh, preparedness training. One topic I thought uh, you've, spoken, you've spoken a lot about the different handguns that you carry for self-defense. Um, but one thing I thought might be an interesting topic would be uh, the spare magazine um, and the different 
ways you carry. I mean, you recommended a spare magazine. So what are the, uh, where do you carry a spare magazine? Uh, what type of magazine holders? Um, is it, is it a double? Is it a single? Is it vertical? Is it horizontal? Uh, pocket carry? Uh, Kydex? Um, be interested to hear your thoughts on, um, if you're going to carry a gun and you recommend carrying a spare mag, what, uh, what's your approach to carrying that that one or two spare magazines and uh, what your recommendations are. Um, I think that would be an interesting topic that uh, a lot of people would be interested to, to hear about and look forward to hearing your thoughts. Thanks again for your podcast and appreciate uh, you considering this topic. Hope to hear it on the podcast sometime all right alan thank you for calling that in by the way folks if you want to call in a voicemail the number is 210-646-1727 once again 210-646-1727 ask a question give me a comment some feedback yell at me give me positive feedback whatever it is you want to do i don't mind negative feedback Uh, i'm an open-minded guy and i'm a i'm a you know, I make mistakes like everybody else. So I'm the first guy to admit that I made a mistake because, you know, John F. Kennedy said years ago, a mistake does not become a problem unless you fail to correct it. Uh, so, again, I welcome all types of feedback. So Alan called in and he just asked about a spare magazine. I have covered this topic before, but I want to cover it again because I have some more things to say. So once again, Alan, thank you very much for that uh, voicemail message. I'm a huge advocate of carrying a spare magazine. Uh, I think it's something that you should always do if you're going to conceal carry a pistol it's not too difficult to carry an extra magazine if you're going to go through what's necessary to carry a handgun or you know uh whatever it is that you're whatever it is that you decide that you want to carry you should be owning at least five or six magazines for that handgun and even if you carry a revolver carry extra ammunition for your revolver speed loaders moon clips whatever it is that you use to load your revolver um there's a lot of there's there's very fast ways to to load revolvers now and if you train with it and practice it you can get pretty good probably maybe for most of you not as good as reloading a semi-automatic pistol but i think you can still get pretty good reloading your revolver. I'm going to talk about semi-automatic pistols because that's what I have experience with. But if some of you have experience and knowledge on quickly reloading reloading revolvers and you want to share some information with that, by all means, send me an email, handgunworld at gmail.com. Call in a voicemail, 210-646-1727. Put a question on Facebook on the Handgun World Facebook page. Whatever you want to do. So why do I advocate carrying a spare magazine? Probably not for the reason that you think. I hear so much and read so much about people uh, kind of bragging 
that you know they carry their concealed carry primary handgun and let's just say for easy for easy uh, discussion purposes let's say it's a Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0 compact which I own and, and I really like the gun a lot okay so let's say you carry a Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0 compact in 9mm the magazine holds 15 rounds you put one in the chamber you got a 16 round pistol if you carry another magazine with 15 rounds that's a lot of ammo you could also carry a full-size magazine for that particular pistol which is a 17 round magazine because what's really cool about the M&P 2.0 compact is you get two magazine sleeves there's also aftermarket sleeves that are pretty good as well that let you use and carry the 17 round extra magazine without having to over insert without the problem of over inserting using too much force when you insert the fresh magazine that can be a problem with M&P pistols and actually with a lot of pistols it can be a problem so uh, I like to carry my M&P 2.0 compact with an extra 15 round mag just the standard magazines and I do own six magazines for that gun but I like to carry just the 15 round mags as a spare but I see a lot of people saying, oh, well, I got 31 rounds then. I got 16 in my handgun, and I got 15 in the spare magazine. I have 31 rounds. Yeah, you got 31 rounds. That's right. But they act like, okay, they got 31 rounds, and they could survive an extended firefight because now they've got 31 rounds of handgun ammunition on them. Well, let, let me share this with you. A lot of people have have studied this uh, John Korea at active self-protection is the one that comes to my mind first because he's just done tons and tons and tons of analysis on civilian self-defense gunfights civilian self-defense gunfights you should watch his YouTube channel I do very very few of the civilian self-defense gunfights require a reload very few I mean it's a minuscule number a reload to stay in the fight that is now I'm gonna get to another reason to have a spare magazine shortly but it's just so incredibly rare that if you've got 16 rounds in your handgun it's so incredibly rare that you're gonna need to go to 17 rounds or more to win your self-defense gunfight. I mean, let's let's just talk reality. I like to keep this show rooted in common sense, folks. You know, I'm not a former operator, and I'm not going to do a podcast or a YouTube channel about, you know, military tactics or law enforcement tactics or being on SWAT teams or anything like that. All right, this is civilian self-defense that I talk about because that's what I've been doing for 15 years. It's just very rare that you're going to have to go to probably even more than 10 rounds. So even if you have a gun that, that is a 10-round a gun, let's say it's a Smith & Wesson, I mean, I'm sorry, let's say it's a SIG P365, or let's say it's a uh, Smith & Wesson M&P Shield in 9mm. Well, the 365 is 10 rounds if you're using the factory magazines that come with it. You got one more in the gun. You got an 11-round gun. It's rare you're going to have to use more 
than 11 rounds. If you got a P365 XL, you got a 13-round gun to start with, or even a 16-round gun because of the magazine capacity. MP Shield, eight rounds plus one in the chamber. You know, you get the point. It's very rare that you're probably going to have to need more than 10 rounds. So, why carry the extra magazine? Now, it's good. You're prepared. If you do need more than 10 rounds, if you do need more than the 16 rounds that you're starting with in your gun, great. You have the extra ammo. But what's more likely, folks, is malfunctions. It's more likely you're going to have a malfunction with your gun. And that is seen more in self-defense gunfights, civilian gunfights. A malfunction occurs much more often than needing to reload because you need more ammo. Now, I know, I know what all the, the, the opposite thinkers of, of me, they say, they say, well, Bob, nobody ever won a gunfight and said, you know, uh, why did I have this extra magazine? I didn't need this extra magazine, or I'm sure glad I didn't have extra ammo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we can talk about that, and we can all puff out our chests and you know uh, say stuff like that. But but let's talk about reality here, okay? Let's let's get real. I hope you don't mind. Do you mind if I get real with you and and I get grounded in reality? Because that's what I prefer to talk about. Uh, and sometimes reality, sometimes people don't want to hear reality. Sometimes truth and reality and, and facts are not, it doesn't serve some people's story. It doesn't serve their purpose. But unless somebody can prove me wrong, and of course I would love, and again, I said it before, if you want to give me feedback, I'm an open-minded guy. So if you've got feedback to the contrary, then I, I would like to hear it. But a malfunction is a lot more likely, folks. It's a lot more likely. And so, even in the classes that I teach with, with Ben Branham called Beyond Concealed Carry, and I hope that you guys take one of our classes coming up soon. Even in the classes, we don't teach a lot on reloading ammunition. I mean, relo I'm, I'm sorry. We don't teach a lot on reloading your pistol. We don't spend a lot of time, we don't waste students' time in the class very much teaching them how to reload because we don't teach how to become a better competitor. Now, if you want to become a real good competition shooter, yes, then you need to reload your pistol and you need to learn how to do that and you need as many am magazines, extra magazines, as your competitive league will allow you. You need that because you're doing a lot of reloading in a, in a competition match. Okay? But... A civilian gunfight is usually not an 18-round stage of fire like an IDPA or a 22-round stage of fire or whatever at a USPSA match. That's typically not how civilian gunfights go down. But malfunctions now, we spend a lot of time in our classes teaching malfunctions. You may need to get rid of the magazine in your gun because that could be causing the problem. With semi-automatic pistols, the magazine can be a huge source of malfunctions. The ammo can as well, and the, the pistol can be a source of malfunctions. But if it's not your pistol and it's not the ammo causing a malfunction, it could very likely be the magazine. Now, let me stop and say something about snub-nosed J-frame revolvers, which typically hold five rounds. 
small pocket revolvers like that or pocket-sized revolvers, it is conceivable your gunfight might go than more than five rounds. That's conceivable. It might go more than five rounds. So you better get good at learning how to reload your revolver and have the right equipment to do that. Or switch from a revolver to a, a higher capacity semi-automatic. Oh no, maybe I just offended some people. I'm sorry if I offended you by saying that. But anyway, again folks, reality. Okay? But a malfunction. So if your magazine causes the malfunction, you need to get that magazine out of the pistol. And you need to insert a fresh, good magazine and stay in the fight. Okay? I mean, what if what if you fire one round and your mag and your pistol malfunctions? One round and your pistol malfunctions. You better know how to clear that malfunction. You better have extra magazine to be able to put in that gun and get fresh ammo and a good magazine in that gun. Because you could be in trouble if your pistol malfunctions after only one round. Okay? Now, most good quality, well-maintained, modern design pistols won't malfunction after the first round, especially if you're, you're using good quality ammunition, good quality concealed carry ammunition, which I, I like federal HSTs or spear gold dots, okay? If you're using good ammunition like that, it's probably not going to be the ammunition that's going to cause your malfunction. And if you're using a well-maintained, well-built firearm that has a proven track record of reliability and if you haven't tinkered around and modified it too much and turned it into an unreliable pistol then it's probably not going to be your gun and people do that by the way people mess around with their guns and modify them too much and they turn their gun into an unreliable handgun so that's the biggest reason to have an extra magazine now alan asked how do i suggest carrying an extra magazine. This is where some people differ with me, but it's worked real well for me. Now, there's basically two ways. Uh, most most people seem to carry their extra magazine on their belt in a single mag pouch in a vertical position. Some people use double mag pouches. Okay, there's nothing wrong with using a double mag pouch. That's great. Carry two mags, two spare mags. If you can conceal that, that's great. I use a single mag pouch, but I carry mine horizontally. And I have a YouTube video on this. So if you go to my YouTube channel, if you just search Handgun World on YouTube, I will put a link, by the way, in the show notes directly to that video. I have a, a YouTube video on why I carry mags in the horizontal position. Excuse me, uh, I'm going to apologize in advance about that YouTube video. I was too fat when I recorded that. <laughs> that was uh, several years ago. I've, uh, I've lost a decent amount of weight since I recorded that. But it's still a, a real good video <laughs> for you to watch, even though I was too fat. Okay, anyway, um, I've dropped about 14 pounds lately, folks, so... Uh, I'm, I'm really working hard at it. I've dropped about 14 pounds in the last three months. So uh, my goal my goal is to get down to uh, a good healthy 185. And I'm sitting at uh, 204 right now. I'm trying to get down to 185, which is, which is pretty good for my weight and my age, I believe. Also, if you're a member of the Shooters Club 
If you support my show by joining the Shooters Club, which is a link in the show notes, so you can you can look at that too and uh, get an idea. Well, we we do a lot of discussion on there. Ben Branham and I we produce the Shooters Club, and we just recently did a video on Extra Magazine Carry, so you can get signed up for as little as eight dollars a month. Actually, we got a uh, uh, promo going on right now. So go ahead and uh, email me, and uh, you can save even a little bit of money. Email me at handgunworld.com. But you can just go to shootersclubmembers.com, shootersclubmembers.com, and you can watch the video about carrying a spare magazine. But I like to do horizontal carry. The number one reason I like to carry my magazine horizontally, for me it's easier to, to conceal. It's a lot easier for me to conceal. Uh, it just does not print for me. If I carry it at about the 1030 position, I'm a right-handed shooter, so think about that. 1030 is over on my less, left side, uh, just a little left of, of center. If I put it over there, then it just absolutely disappears. And it's still very easy. In fact, it's easier for me to draw that spare magazine and perform the reload it's easier for me from the horizontal position and I have I carry bullets down so bullets facing the ground in a horizontal mag holder magazine carrier and I, I love mag holder uh, magholder.com you can also buy them through concealment solutions uh, in fact mag, mag holder makes uh, almost I mean so many of the different uh, concealed carry pistols out there you can get a mag holder and I think they're great I think they're absolutely excellent I've been using them for a long time Mark Mark Housekeeper this is a shout out to you uh, you have a great product he does not sponsor the show I am just a, a, a user of his products and I like his products a lot and um, I just think I just think they work great uh, they are sold through my sponsor concealmentsolutions.com so because of the concealability and the ease of draw, that's one. That's the biggest reason why I do it. Now, something else. Back in 2007, wow, that was 13 years ago already. In fact, it was November of 2007. I, I had shoulder surgery. I had some, uh, some tears in my, um, my left shoulder. And uh, so I had pretty major shoulder surgery. And I was in a sling for a long time, and I was in some serious pain for a long time, re recovering from a, a surgery similar to rotator cuff repair. So I could not reach back to my weak side. I could not reach way back there when I was recovering from shoulder surgery. I could not do that without a significant amount of pain, discomfort, and it was slow. I couldn't reach that far around my waist to get that magazine out of there. But when I carried it left of center in a horizontal position, it was much easier. So think about that. If you have some kind of an injury or even if you have arthritis, in your shoulder and it makes it difficult or painful for you to draw that spare magazine then uh, consider carrying it horizontally just a little left of center and that's why a lot of people carry a handgun appendix carry because if you carry a handgun appendix carry 
There's a specific reason why you do that. It probably has a lot to do with concealability and with speed. And it's easier for you to, to fight with your gun drawing it from appendix carry. Well, the same thing holds true with carrying a spare magazine. Okay? So, from just left of center, for me, actually, it works great. And so, I will probably always do it that way. But if you do choose to carry it in the vertical position, there's a big argument whether you should carry it you know, bullets forward, bullets backward, whatever. That's just all personal preference. Um, when I go to a competition match and they don't allow uh, horizontal mag carry from just left of the center line, like an IDPA, they don't allow that. And I have to use a vertical magazine carrier. I use a CompTAC version just because I've had it for years. And I have two singles. Uh, instead of a double just because I've had them for years and I don't feel like spending any extra money on vertical magazine carry because I don't conceal carry that way I only go to a competition match and carry that way my spare magazine now some competition matches that I go to uh, I don't have to have the vertical mag carrier on my side some of them allow me to have a horizontal mag carrier so that's what I do. I just competed yesterday, Saturday, at AASA competition, American Action Shooting Association, here in San Antonio. It's a local club. But a lot of local clubs will allow you to do that. So, you know, I like to practice that way. But either way, whatever is your preference, carry a spare magazine. Uh, mag holders uh, are not very expensive. Any kind of a magazine carry, carry pouch... They're not that expensive. You have the extra magazine anyway. I hope you didn't buy a, a handgun with only one magazine. And if you bought a handgun with only one magazine, then buy more magazines. You need to have at least an extra magazine. If you're carrying a revolver, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rely on my revolver enthusiasts who listen to this show to share ideas on carrying extra ammunition but I've seen people carry them um, in the basically in the front of their body you know uh, also that are carrying extra ammunition for their revolver now I used to pocket carry a magazine an extra magazine I used to use a DeSantis pocket holster uh, what was oh the mag packer DeSantis mag packer and that I'll put a link to the in the show notes to that too that's a pretty cool pocket carry mag carrier the problem is is it's such a it takes so long to get it out of my pocket it just takes a lot longer than than pulling a mag off of my belt now you can really conceal an extra magazine nicely in your pocket so concealability i didn't notice that it was any easier to conceal than horizontal mag carry i did not notice that uh, not for me however if you tuck your shirt in and you're carrying a gun in a tuckable holster, then you probably do want to carry a spare magazine in your pocket because that will conceal it nicely. Or maybe you carry it in your back pocket. You might want to use a pocket magazine holster and carry the uh, extra magazine in your back pocket. I've actually seen people also carry little pocket 380 guns in their back pocket. I've seen them do that. Uh, not something I would recommend, but if it's the only way that you can get away with carrying. It uh, looks like a wallet when it's sitting in your back pocket. 
I mean, it's pretty cool. It does. It looks like a wallet if you have the right pocket holster for your pocket carry gun. Always carry a pocket gun in a pocket holster. Please never carry a gun in your pocket without a pocket holster. Even if it's a a revolver with a with a long double action trigger, just keep that thing in a pocket holster. It's more stable in a pocket holster, first of all. Uh, if you have large pockets and you stick a pocket gun in there, it, it can move around a lot. I've had it flip, you know, almost like an into the upside down position uh, on me, even if my pockets are too big and it's in a pocket holster. means I need to get a bigger pocket holster. But I don't really carry in the pocket too much anymore anyway. But if you do, keep everything in a pocket holster. The DeSantis mag packers are good. They're lightweight. There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of them made out of leather. A lot of them made out of Kydex. I'm a big fan of Kydex. Leather's okay, though. Uh, there are excellent leather makers out there making great holsters, great mag pouches. Just take your pick, whatever is preferable. For me, Kydex always just seems to be faster. And, and there's so many good Kydex manufacturers like Concealment Solutions, like many of the others out there, that they're just, they're high quality. They'll last you forever. They're fast. They're concealable. And uh, check it out. So again, go over to my YouTube channel. There's a free video there, about two minutes long. And I'll put a link in the show notes. Check it out on Horizontal Magazine. Carry and join the Shooters Club. And you can watch Ben and I get even more in-depth into this subject. By the way, there is about 85 or 86 videos. That, and some of them are videos of our classes that we teach on the Shooters Club. And you can, you can access it for only $8 per month or $75 per year. So I strongly encourage you, especially if you're still staying home a lot and you're doing a lot of education online, that's a great concealed carry online education tool. Our website, ShootersClubMembers.com. That's ShootersClubMembers.com. So Alan, thank you. Thank you for that great voicemail. Um, this was a good topic for me to discover or to, to discuss again because it's something that I have talked about, but I think it was a great subject. You led me into it. Thank you, Alan, for calling that in. And uh, folks, I hope I answered your questions. If you have more questions about magazine extra spare magazine uh, carry, then uh, please let me know. All right, it is time for me to shift gears on the topic for just a minute. The Sixth Amendment of the United States Constitution. As you know, uh, several weeks ago, I started a, I kicked off a 10-week discussion on the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments of the United States Constitution. And uh, that's why it's 10 weeks. I discuss one per week. I want you to know what you're voting for on November 3rd when you go to the polls. Please vote, okay? Don't don't skip that duty and please go vote. Voting so important, folks. What is on the line on this election is the Bill of Rights. If you think about it, you know, review all ten amendments and you, you'll understand that the Bill of Rights, it's on the ballot. There are politicians that don't want you to have all of these Bill of Rights. Just this first ten. I'm not talking about all of the amendments, because, I mean, even, even that is, is a huge thing. They don't want you to have 
a lot of the rights in some of the other amendments, but even just these first 10, we all know that those of us who listen to this show, we're all big advocates, of course, of the Second Amendment, but all 10 are extremely important. So remember that when you go to the voting booth. So the Sixth Amendment of the United States Constitution, I'm going to read it and then I'm going to summarize it. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witness against him to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. And by the way, folks, you know, you should read the Constitution. It's really not that difficult. You know, they they wrote English differently back in those days, but it's it's still a pretty simple document and it's not very long. So to summarize this, in simple terms, we'll kind of put this... Uh, in simple terms and kind of break it down so that it's easy to understand. The Sixth Amendment guarantees the rights of all criminal defendants, including the right to a public trial without unnecessary delay, your right to a lawyer, your right to an impartial jury, and the right to know who your accusers are and the nature of the charges and the evidence against you. That Now, that's a very important uh, amendment right there, the Sixth Amendment. And by the way, let me talk about the impartial jury part. Okay, keep in mind, gun owners, I, I want to say something. If you have to use your gun in self-defense and you have to go to court, which oftentimes you will, and you have to stand trial, I don't think you're going to have impartial jurors. You know, I want you to think about it. The average person that gets picked for a jury is probably not probably not going to be a concealed carrier. And if they are, they're probably not going to be a real serious advocate of gun rights. Now, they could be pretty conservative. And even if they don't carry or, or whatever, they could be pretty conservative. So you might have a few on the jury. If you got a jury of 12, you, I, I'm going to say your, your chances are probably 25%, maybe even a little less of having somebody conservative enough to really care much about gun rights, okay? And a lot of it depends on what state you live in and what jurisdiction you live in. Of course, if you're in a very gun-friendly area, then you might have gun-friendly jurors. But keep in mind that the prosecuting attorney against you, if they're anti-gun, and it's very likely they would be anti-gun, they are going to press real hard to try to ascertain which jurors might be anti-gun and which jurors might not believe in your right of self-defense and your Second Amendment rights. So think about this. Um, a lot of people say, well, you're going to be tried by a jury of your peers. I don't buy that. I don't buy that jury of your peers nonsense. Because if they really are your peers then every single one of them should have a concealed carry license and carry a gun every single day. If they don't do that, they're not your peers. 
So think about that. So you may have a jury of your peers, but likely you're not. And so that's why you need good counsel. You need good a good lawyer. And uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer. People have asked me if, I am a, if I'm an advocate of concealed carry insurance. I hate calling it that. It's not concealed carry insurance. It's prepaid legal defense for, for concealed carry. And I like Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. U.S. Law Shield, Texas Law Shield is pretty good. I've heard that the USCCA has a decent program. Um, for as little as they cost, I would highly recommend those organizations because they don't cost much money and they will really, really help you out. Okay, and again, they're not a sponsor, just somebody that I believe in. See, I, I give you all this information not because they're paying me to run a commercial. So that's the Sixth Amendment. Uh, keep that in mind. Also, when you go to the voting booth, uh, all ten of these are important. The Seventh Amendment coming up next week on the next episode. Okay, I want to finish by talking about some preparedness, some common sense, no tinfoil hat survivalism. Uh, so important today. Uh, you know, if September 11th didn't wake you up, then I sure hope the COVID-19 pandemic woke you up on the need to prepare. It's more than just guns and bullets, folks. Yeah, there's a lot of other ways that you, that you need to prepare your life financially, your food, your water, your tools, your skills, your network, your sphere of influence, your ability to barter, your financial survival. All that is very important, especially in, the, in this day and age and what we're going through. So what I'd like to talk about is, first of all, why I believe that you should get prepared. And in next week, in the next episode, I got some more details. But I want to talk about why prepare. Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with something that recently happened to me. Um, very recently, most of you know uh, that a few years back, I my first wife passed away. Uh, she passed away. She had ALS, and she fought it for four years. She fought very hard, but she passed on from it. And uh, w whenever you lose someone in your family, whenever you lose a loved one, whether it's a spouse, a child, and I pray to God it doesn't happen to you, um, especially a child, but any, lo any loved one that you lose is, is a tragedy, or maybe it's a parent, or maybe it's a brother or a sister that you were very close to. It's a very tough situation to deal with. And then, you know, you have estate issues and you have emotional issues and you have financial issues from all of that. And if you went through a major illness like I did, uh, many of you know I also, I fought off stage four cancer. Uh, the good Lord above helped me fight that off. And, you know, I had lymphoma. I had, uh, had non-Hodgkin's B-cell lymphoma. And it was at stage four because it was in my bone marrow. And so I had to go through a stem cell transplant, uh, also sometimes referred to as a bone marrow transplant, and a six-hour brain surgery to, remo to remove a cancerous uh, tumor from the base of my brain. And uh, they did it without any uh, huge adverse side effects. I'm still able to go out and shoot anytime I want. So how about all that? And, and pretty much do anything I want. So... This is the kind of stink hit the fan stuff that can happen to you. It happened to me. I hope this never happens to you. Oh, man, I pray to God this doesn't happen to you.
But it happened to me, and I dealt with it. And mainly because I was prepared. I was prepared in several different ways. You have to mentally prepare. you got to keep yourself mentally healthy, folks. Um, that's just so important. And if you suffer from some kind of a mental challenge, uh, it, and by the way, folks, mental illness is real. I've also had that in my family. It is real. It is a medical condition. It is very often misunderstood and mistreated uh, in America and around the world. Get help for that if you need help get help you need to be prepared financially in case something like that happens COVID-19 has cost a lot of people their jobs and uh, and they didn't have any money and after being out of work for two three four weeks they were all out of money folks um, set some financial goals change up your life do whatever you have to so you can save up a month or two of expenses in the bank preferably three months okay um, you know that's I'm a big believer in Dave Ramsey and that's that's, uh, I believe that's step number three after you get out of debt is a fully funded emergency fund of three to, sec three to six months of expenses, of bills. Pay your, can you pay your bills for three to six months without a job? That, yeah, I, think, I think every American needs to be able to do that, or at least every family needs to be able to do that. Do whatever you have to do in your life to get to that. If you've got to sell stuff, if you've got to work extra jobs, make extra money, if you, if you get on a written budget like I am, and I even have the budget on my phone, uh, I use Dave's app, and my wife and I keep track of all of our expenditures, whatever you have to do to get yourself financially prepared. Uh, because things like that, losses of jobs, sickness, health issues, loss of family members, those are far more, more common than an asteroid hitting Earth, than an EMP, than a zombie attack. You know, so, so many people, you, if, you, if you read internet forums or, or you hear of, of survivalists, you know, they're all, they're all apocalypse, or not all of them, but so many of them are apocalypse type people. I'm not, I mean, you know, of course, I, if, that, if, if we end up in that situation, I think I'm fairly prepared, but what's more likely is a job loss, a sickness, a health issue, uh, a loss of a family member, things like that, uh, or, or a huge downturn in our economy, which, which can happen. This seems like it goes in cycles, you know, up and down, up and down. You, you need to be able to, to survive through those. So be thinking about this stuff. Get yourself mentally prepared and just, just pick something and start with it. See, I think the key to getting prepared and the, the key to, to survivalism, common sense, is get started. Just pick one area uh, of being prepared. So I'm just going to say, let's say it's your finances. Okay, start with your finances and just start simple. Okay, or maybe it's your health. Um, maybe the doctor has told you you need to get more exercise and you need to eat a better diet. So just start doing that. Get more exercise and eat a better diet. You know, go for walks, go for runs, go to the gym, do whatever. Uh, I've dropped off 14 pounds just because I've been a little bit smarter with both diet and exercise. Fortunately, when I got stage 4 cancer, I was 53 years old and I was in good health relatively good health uh, because I try to keep myself in relatively good health as best as I can and I had some un other underlying issues 
uh, but they weren't serious enough. Uh, and I was able to, like I said, with God's help and good doctors and a determination by me, I was able to beat it. And so it, you know, you, you just, you always, you need to be, you need to get into the mindset of understanding that, that things can happen to you uh, and they often do. And you need to know what will, what can happen to you, what's more likely. Prepare for the most likely event here here's what i want to say prepare for the most likely stink hit the fan shtf event that could happen in your life and i just mentioned the most common a bunch of zombies coming onto your property is not likely to happen the apocalypse is not likely to happen most likely not anytime soon Okay, an asteroid hitting Earth, I don't think there's uh, huge odds for that. An EMP, that could happen, but probably not as likely as you getting diabetes or heart disease or too fat or um, some other kind of problem or hope you don't get cancer like I did, but, you know, that, that might happen to you or heart disease or, or whatever. Um, you know, you read about it all the time and you see it all the time in people so whatever you can do to start preventing that stuff that's a form of modern day survivalism and it will help you improve your life as well so that's the key get prepared improve your life get your mind right and and be thinking about that stuff okay so i got more for you on that next week so that's it for this episode i want to close by saying i really need your support i really do I really need your support. Uh, the recent, the recent um, bad thing that happened to Ben and I regarding PayPal cutting us off, not accepting payments for our Shooters Club or our classes anymore because they're anti-gun and they decided that we were too gun-friendly for them and they showed their true colors and they cut us off. I need your support if you're a Shooters Club member. And, and you were paying through PayPal, please, please cancel. Well, it's automatically canceled. Please re-sign up. PayPal's not going to charge you anymore. Please get re-signed up. You'll get an email from me or from Ben. And I also need your support, folks. I have a Patreon page. I got I got videos and, and, a, and the first part of my small book that I'm writing, my ebook. That's on um, pay, uh, Patreon right now. It's not complete, but what I do have completed, you can read there. Uh, several videos and things like that for as little as three dollars a month you can become a patreon if you want to support me more uh, i'll be doing question and answer sessions i'll be doing uh, amas ask me anything i'll be doing live streams and things like that for some of the more premium members patreon.com slash handgun world patreon.com slash handgun world i don't have a bunch of sponsors paying me a bunch of money and I kind of like to keep it that way. And I don't want to have to be forced to go out and get sponsors to keep keep the show afloat and to, and to help help me for my time because it, do, it does require time and energy and things that I put into this show. So if you could support, either join the Shooters Club, become a Patreon of the Handgun World uh, podcast, patreon.com slash handgunworld, or even buy through my Amazon store. When you do your Amazon shopping, just go to handgunworld.com first 
and click my Amazon store and then log into your account and make your purchases. That'll help me out as well. Last but not least, please leave a review for my show. If you use iTunes, Apple Podcasts, write a review there. I'd appreciate it if you'd actually write a review. I would love that. Uh, or if you use a different podcast app and they allow you to put reviews on there, I would enjoy those reviews as well. Okay, folks, that's it. Um, let me go ahead and close out right now. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. I'm Bob Main, your host. Remember, evil does not exist in the holster. It exists in the hearts of men and women. Shoot straight, shoot safe. Read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you next week. You're listening to Free Music by Dano. Download free MP3s at danosongs.com.